All right, here we go. Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, Moira Kassaba. And oh my God, I am so excited about our guest, Jen Cohen. She, You've written so many books. You have a top, top podcast, Habits and Hustle, which is like, just those two words are my love language. <laughs> um, when we're going to along just perfectly. Yes. When I discovered you, I was like, she is literally like my sister from another mister. But you are so much further along in this path than me. I feel like you are just an icon and just you you're doing so many amazing things in the world. You speak, you, you know, you just said you're getting ready to do another Ted talk. <laughs> and so before we jump into kind of the story of how this all came to be, cause that's what I'm always fascinated with is like, you know, what was the journey? Like, how would you, de- how would you define yourself? Who's Jennifer Cohen to you today? Oh my God. You know, it's funny. I, this is, you know what I am? I'm just like a regular girl who's trying to help people better their lives. I don't want to, I don't consider myself or a guru, an expert, a maven of any kind. It's really somebody who's like, I'm a guinea pig. I try a lot of things and some things stick and some things don't. And I kind of, I, I, I try to teach people from my trial and error. And yeah. that's how I describe myself, really, if I was to be totally honest. Um, but I have a huge passion for wellness and health and fitness, yeah. obviously, as I'm a sweaty mess on your podcast here. <laughs> I love um, it. And I have a no, I have, uh, I'm not even apologetic about it, right? Because it's yeah. a non-negotiable for me. Like to me, there are certain habits and rituals that I do daily that keep me on point. And if I don't do them, I'm in here mentally not good. So, um, for sure. And I, I and I, right. And, and I, and I really try to kind of instill habits that I think optimize people's lives in every sector of their lives, Mm -hmm. um, that have helped me. And that's basically what, that's how I would describe it. I love it. I love it. So you're also a mama. I am. I'm a mom of two little ones, a six, sorry, an eight and a 10 year old. Yeah. And, uh, that keeps me very busy too. So absolutely. The mom boss juggle. It's real. Holy real. (laughs) It's a hundred percent real. And then when I, when I hear a lot of these people, I don't know if you're one of them. I hope not. Maybe you are, but you know, this whole, like life's about balance, balance. balance. Uh -uh. I don't believe in it. Not at all. There's no such thing. I think that there are certain times of your life where you can try like balance. You can have balance in a a moment of time. But, you know, to get yeah. things done, to, to do a lot of things, to be good at a lot of things, you know, there, there are some times that you have to like really lean in one area and dominate in that area. It's been a lot of time and excruciatingly a lot of hours um, for, and, and unfortunately other things get neglected. And it's, I think it's always a tricky thing to try yeah. to balance. It's not, it's not an easy game. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I was talking to, I think our friend, Randy Garn, and he was talking oh, about yeah. like, you love Randy, not like we were kind of talking the anti-balance, you know, thing. And he said harmony. And it is, it's like this insane harmony, right? Between like all the things you're trying to balance, it can be chaotic and crazy and you're going a million miles an hour, but it's still like for people like you and I, like it's such an individual thing. Like Sometimes when I get super stressed out and I think like, I can't keep going like this, I have to remember like, this is how I'm actually wired. This is actually where I show up at my highest self. You know, it's like, I like to go hard and go fast and and be a little stressed out all the time, not to the point of burnout, but it's like, that's kind of harmony for me, you know? 
I told, I agree. Actually, I totally agree with that. I mean, like, I think there's something to be said for, you know, like owning who you are and what your yeah. personality is like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good point because in reality, when things are too slow or when mm-hmm. things are kind of going at like a nice pace, I should say, or like what other people would call a nice pace, <laughs> that's when I get anxiety. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's where my anxiety really lives. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't live well in that space. Like I do much, much better when there's chaos Yeah, and I'm much more effective in that way. I get yeah. way more done. That's why they say there's a, there's a reason why they say like, would you want, if you want something done, you give it to a busy person yeah. because it's true. Yes. Know? Yes. I always say all the sayings are sayings because they're true. hundred <laughs> percent agree with you. Like <laughs> these are cliches because they're actually, actually accurate. You know? Yes. Totally. Totally. Um, I've got this amazing book right in front of me. I like got it on pre-order as soon as it dropped. It's so good. Bigger, better, bolder, live the life you want, not the life you get. I mean, that in and of itself is like gold. So I know, you know, your story, like kind of where it began and stuff like that. But for my audience who may not know it, can we go back and like share kind of where you were, it's so freaking powerful. Like your story is so powerful and it's, you know, it's my story too. Like if I can do it, you can do it. Like that's the, that's the sum up of the story. And, but what I also want to hear is like, what were the goals? What were the desires? Like, what was the path to where you are now? You know, did you start with the book? Did you go into the Ted talk? Like what was the evolution of your brand? So I've had my brand, you know, is very zigzaggedy, right? It, 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 if you were to look at it, you would think I was on like, I was like, high doing my life, you know, because it has no, there's that no makes me feel so much better. I feel that I way also, about my own brand all the time. Right. Because like, you know, and I think to be honest with you, and I think if people were honest, you know, everybody doles out advice, right? Like, and I think that, you know, a lot of people that, you know, a lot of people who've been extraordinarily successful didn't necessarily have all the answers right at the moment. But when they look back at their life, that's and and their successes, that's when they can really connect the dots and see how things worked out for them. So like, so I don't think it's a fair statement, or I don't love when people come out and be like, you should do this, this, and this A, B, and C will lead you to, you know, E, because I don't think that's really realistic. Yeah, I think the big message and, 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 you know, uh, takeaway is action, right? Like, I I don't think anybody has all the answers, but I think if you're on a path of action and momentum, things lead you to where you're supposed to be. And I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Like, I feel like, you know, you and I both saying like our brands have zigzagged all over the place. And the only reason we are where we are today is because we were just throwing spaghetti on the wall as we kind of went and taking massive action. And other people are sitting kind of behind the start box, trying to figure out exactly what their brand is and how to, you know, do all the things to it before they actually start. And you just have to start. It's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be something, you know, like, I think, I think a lot of times you do get stopped. Like people like are worrying about all these like little intricacies and nuances that make no difference in the long run. And it, it has to just be like, it, it has to, life is momentum inertia, right? Mm -hmm. Like something in motion stays in motion. 
something, you know, inactive stays inactive. So as long as you're doing something, something will automatically kind of, you know, appear and show itself. And you don't have to have all the answers. And you, it really is about, you know, throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks in, Mm -hmm. you know, and I say this in the book, I'm like, you don't have to have the destination, just pick a direction. Right. And then just stay on that direction, right? Like you don't need to have all the answers. Like everything that I've actually done in my life or accomplished in my life, it wasn't because I had this grand old plan. It's because like I had a big path, I had an interest in something and I attempted at something and, you know, most of it probably didn't even work out, but because I even attempted another window or door open, I was like, I'm going to walk through there. And I didn't even knew it even existed if I didn't go down the path. So I think that gives that that should tell people like, Hey, it's never too late and you're never too old mm-hmm. and you just have to like do something. Um, and, you know, I think that we get really stuck in this ideology of that. We need to have talent. We need to have, mm-hmm. we have to be the smartest, prettiest, talented when the reality is none of those things are going to make a difference. Yeah. Really, it doesn't like it's not the prettiest girl who who, you know, ends up with the Prince Charming and it's not the smartest person who ends up, you know, a multi gazillionaire. It's the person that a won't take no for an answer. Yes. Gets up when they fall and, you know, builds resilience. And yep. and, you know, the other thing I'd say is, you know, the one through line in my life is that I always had the mindset of, well, why not me? You know, mm-hmm. if it can happen to someone else, why can't it happen right. to me? And that's and one I, of your pillars of belief. You know, it's like you have, and there is work to do there. You know, there for, for a lot of people, it's like we have to work on the belief. And, you know, I, I teach a lot. I love law of attraction. I've studied it like my whole life. And I don't want to say I'm like this teacher of law of attraction, but I think I see so much of it out there. And I'm like, it's really the law of belief. Like you're going to get what you believe. You're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get something you visualize. You have to take action, but you have to somewhere build that belief in the possibility of it happening. And you can see it all around. Just like you said, there's proof everywhere, right? But that's not what people are focused on. If we focus to, and we look for, if she did it, I can do it. If she did it, I can do it. You know, limiting beliefs come up and it's like, well, wait. I can find multiple people that had that same situation and it happened for them. So I can't let that belief hold me back anymore, you know, and belief is so central to what you're saying. It is. It's the most central. And I think what I think, and that sometimes can be the hardest thing to really believe, right? Because if it's not authentic and like, I'm not a person where I believe in affirmations. I think they're yeah. a bunch of, you know, baloney, to be honest. And, and I, if you're in the law of attraction world, you you know, maybe you and I- No, are, I have some not- strong, I have some strong feelings about affirmations too. I always say like, they're kind of bullshit. Like, <laughs> let's get down to it. <laughs> it's bullshit. I think to me, it's not about self-belief that doesn't come from an affirmation. It comes from doing the right things for, for a long, long enough period of time. Mm-hmm. in the right place. And then that's how you get it. But it's like, it's like self-confidence. You can't just say over <laughs> and over again, I'm going to be self I have a high self-esteem. I'm, you know, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. And then you're going to think you're wonderful. It doesn't right. work that way. No. You know, it's about like, it's about doing things and showing yourself that you can actually do things. It's like self-efficacy, having the ability yes. to uh, follow through on certain things. And it's like, 
you, you get that self-belief by giving yourself a small little goal and yeah. then actually doing it. Even if you fail at that goal, it's not yeah. even about the, 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 the success of it is the fact that like you put it out there, like I'm going to try this and you try it's yes. like, you know what? It, it takes away the sting over and over again. The more you fail at it, it actually becomes the win when you actually put yourself out there to do it. Amen. Amen. I always say like confidence is an action. Like you don't, and everything, right? Everything. Like you don't get, I always say you don't get good at social media until you just do social media. Like you gotta, you gotta do it a million times to get better at it. You gotta get, if you're, you know, scared of speaking in public, you gotta do it. Like you don't get better by reading a book about public speaking. You get better at putting yourself out there and taking action. Even if, I mean, you can look back at any public speaker that's out there in the world that like we hold in high regard. I can guarantee you if we went back to their first public speaking appearance, it was terrible. 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 It's 100% true. It's like experience is the best thing to do. Like you just need to have the experience. It's about like, it's about hours, you know, practice, hours, practice. It's like, you know, there's no secret there's no like magic pill, like if for weight loss, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone's yeah. always looking for this magic pill and this like secret and this way. There is none. Like people yeah. don't want to know the actual hard truth. And the hard truth is it literally is kind of like basic and old fashioned, which is hard work, practice and re- repetition over and yeah. over and over again. It's like the same thing. And like people like hear that they're like, nah, I'm going to go to that next, you know, I'm going to scroll to the next person right. Who, right. Gives me the, who, who, who tells me there's a magic pill. Yes. It's like it's inane and completely crazy that we are programmed and designed not to want to do the most, the path of least resistance. Yeah. Common sense. Right. I mean, I've Common been in sense. the world of fitness and nutrition my whole career And I remember one day kind of waking up to the idea of, and granted nutritionists and I have certifications and tons of, you know, all this knowledge and stuff. Nutritionists have a place in the world in, in certain, in certain places, right. If there's different situations going on or diagnoses or things like that. But I remember one day thinking, wait, this is a degree. Like where did we miss eat real food, move your body? Like, how did this turn into a degree where we are breaking down food labels? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Well, and also the problem, and this is why I say I, I've like, I, I want to debunk the idea of experts and, you know, gurus and all that, because the problem is now on social media, everybody is an expert and everybody's a guru and everyone has their information and like has what they should in the nutrition, what they should eat. And they make, everything's overcomplicated and overcomplicated. Yes. And you, and like, at the end of the day, it's like, uh, eat less, move more. Let's move on. Like, let's talk about something else, you know? (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We have complicated the heck out of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, let's go back because I want to, I want people to hear your story because it's so powerful. You know, you were a girl that got, you were in a situation where I love your story. Just you weren't going to take no for an answer. And, you know, my mom used to say the same thing about me. She's like, somehow you always just bounce back up, bounce back up. You know, like, (laughs) right. Yeah. And and that is the secret sauce, right? Right. Being bold. And and so I guess that this is, this is what my whole life is based around. The idea is that I learned at a young age how to be bold, how to 
actually ask for what I wanted, to chase what I wanted, and not just accept and acquiesce to the good enough. And I, I say a lot, and in the book, I talk about the fact that people are like, well, I'm just not that way. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. It's like, well, you don't have to be born bold. You don't have to be born that way. Like anything else that you want to be good at, you have to practice it. And you can yeah. practice the art of being bold and get better at it. And that will be, honestly, that is the panacea to opening up doors and success yeah. in every area of your life. Because A, you're taking the ownership onto you. You're mm -hmm. curating and designing the life that you want by going out there and doing what's more authentic to who you are. And like I, like you're saying, going back to my story, you know, um, you know, my story was uh, I was in the music business. I was in, and I left it. I always loved fitness and I created a niche for myself in the fitness business that kind of didn't exist yet. And I just was pretty, I just took, I just thought of an opportunity by using a lot of the skills that I had from different areas mm -hmm. and then applying them to a different, like to a different industry. Cause a lot of times, a lot of these are skills that we have are very applicable in other yes. areas. Mm -hmm. And if we just have a moment of like, create, like if you just, you can't create, you have to kind of like I said, like, again, I'm saying it all in the same way, but like, you got to take the bull by the horns and create your own opportunities and not expect others just to like, give it to you on a silver platter. And what I did was I was in the music world. I was Canadian. Uh, I was in the US um, on a, you know, basically on a working visa for Sony music, which I wasn't even allowed to be working in the US other than for the company that was sponsoring me. So yeah. I'm Canadian. So when I left to get, I went to get like my a fitness, uh, like a personal training certificate, right? Yeah. I thought I'll be a trainer for a few, you know, for a little bit until I figure out what I'm going to do to make money. I'll get paid under the table. And while I was going through that process, um, because I had the experience prior to working in the marketing world and the music world and for the record labels, I realized that I can make, create my own opportunity in the record labels, but doing something different because I knew how the money worked, I knew how the marketing worked, I knew how talent worked. And so I went and pitched myself to the head of the record label as, you know, to be like a label trader. I had no idea what that would even be, but instead of doing their marketing campaigns, I would be their personal trainer. And that way the label can pay me a monthly retainer. I get paid legally, but more than that, I'm not capping myself. I'm not limiting myself to an hourly wage. And I freaking love up. that. I love it because you, you, it, this is right when you got your certificate and it's not when you're like a world renowned trainer that no, pitches I, I, I don't think I music. No, I don't even think I, I don't even think I passed it yet. I was like, still like in the process, you know what I mean? Yes. Like while I was doing it, you know, and by the way, come on, like we, I knew how to do a squat and a lunge prior right. to my certification. Yes. Like we all do, but like, but also I just felt like I was, I knew that, that I kind of figured out, put one and one together. And I, the guy thought I was crazy. He's like, what do you know about fitness or training or anything? You're a marketing <laughs> person. And I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to now pivot. And now I'm going to be a fitness person. And oh my God, I right? love it. And he gave me the chance and I did it. And one label turned into two that turned into like five. Wow. And this is, this is the point. Another point I wanted to make is that like, don't let other people 
limit you Mm -hmm. and tell you what box that you should be in. I mean, that's the other problem that now that I was, um, I was a music marketing maven, then how was I going to be a fitness person? Like everyone puts you in these boxes of like, well, if you're that, if you're good at this and that's who you are, then you can't be good at this. And right. Like you, you can't like, I, I'm a chameleon. I will change and adapt to what I need to based on where my interests lie. Mm -hmm. And I will use those skills that I had and built and have and apply them to different industries like everyone else can do. Right. This is, you know, and this is the part of it. Like my, my goal in this, in this, on this planet with my podcast with in life is that I literally tell, I, I try to instill these things in people in a real way. Cause it's like, I'm not any, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about anybody really. I mean, a lot of the people who you look at are, who are, you look at to be, you you revere to be this like, you know, larger than life person. They're just like you. They just didn't give up and they just like hit it and on a stride and it worked out for them. And it could be you too. Right. Right. I love that so much. And I love, I love it's perspective though, right? It's your perspective. Because what I heard you say is I had all of these skills and, you know, ways of operating in the world or, you know, talents and things that I could apply over here where most people are saying, I can't pivot from this to this because I don't know anything about this new thing. And they're assuming and, and their mindset is telling them that nothing in the music industry is going to serve me in the fitness world. And so I uh, like, that's your natural perspective, right? Like, well, I can use all these talents over here and that's beautiful. And I think more people just need to realize that if they're listening, even to this episode, it's like, they're thinking of making uh, this jump or this leap or this pivot. And it's like, you don't lose everything. You take it all with you. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the truth. You, you take it, it, it follows you wherever you go. But guess what, what, again, what, the, what you have to do, you have to do something to gain those skills. You're yes. not getting those skills by watching Netflix for 24 hours a day right. or sitting there and hoping and trying to manifest it. This is the other thing like about manifestation, like manifestation only works if you actually apply work to it. Right. Right. You can't just think about it. The, I always say like the visualization, like if you're into that, which I love, that's the motivator for you to get into action, for you to be brave, for you to be bold, for you to ask. Sometimes we need to hold that vision, right? I love visualization, but what I see that as is it gives me the balls that I need to show up and do the work. 100%. That's, that's, I couldn't have said it better myself. I totally agree that. And that's what it is. You, it, you have to be able to not just think the vision, it doesn't stop and start at visualization. The right. visualization is the, is the first step. And yeah. then all these other things have to happen afterwards. And I just find it to be like, what happens again is with social media, especially yeah. is that people glom on to a very popular hashtag Mm -hmm. and trend. And then they basically base their life around that. And it's so ridiculous. If you actually think that that's going to make, that's going to move your needle because it won't. Right. And they're what they're glomming onto is the magic pill, the easy road. Right. Yes. I mean, think about here. Yeah. And just visualize it. (laughs) I'm like, look at every pro athlete. They visualize, right. 
but they're working their tails off like every moment of every single oh, day beyond. I mean, yeah. it's not, I mean, the, 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 the like, anything that you want to even be moderately decent at, you need to work at it. Forget yeah. about being the best of the best. Like, let's say like the, the 0.1% that doesn't happen to most people, but just to be moderately decent and good at something, it takes work, right? Yes. Even to yes. maintain like your fitness regimen, you yeah. have to go to the gym semi-regularly and eat semi-well, you know what I mean? Or yeah. you're going to gain a lot of weight and you're not going to be healthy and strong. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, sometimes people need that reminder. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So let's go back. Cause I want to know what this, like how yes. it all unfolded for you. Right. So you're, you're, per, you're the personal trainer at Sony. Right. <laughs> at Sony it. and at BMG and at MCA. Yeah. All oh of them. my gosh. And so then yeah. what was like the next step and the next step? And wh- you know, how, how far are we going back? Oh God. Like 15 20 years? years. 20 like, years. No, okay. like 20, 20 years, like 18, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. A long so, time. That's okay. So like, let's stop there for just a moment. Cause it is one of the best things that, you know, one of those cliche things you see on social. That's like, don't compare my chapter one to my, your, my chapter 10 to your chapter one, but truly right, right. like right now we're talking about 20 years. We're not talking about like, well, back in January when I came on the scene, 20 years, <laughs> 20 years ago, or yeah, like actually 18 years ago or so, that's how I started. And from there, it was before, you know, we didn't have social media, but what we did, I'm like aging myself, but I don't care. So basically <laughs> right there we didn't we have social media, but what we did have were like, like influencers were different back then. Mm-hmm. People were in real time. You had traditional media, like the gossip magazines that still of course exist, but that's how people really kind of, gained exposure through like us yeah. magazine, us weekly and life and what well, all those met life and style and all that. And through like, you know, paparazzi, like getting a shot of you. So for me, and like back then, because I had access to all of these big stars, every brand wanted to work with me or give me stuff. Mm, so then awesome. let's say I would be wearing a pair of shoot Nike shoes. And then Brittany would look at Brittany Spears would see the shoes on me. And then she'd want a pair of those shoes or yeah. I would be able to give gift those shoes to Brittany. Right. And then be photographed and all those things and like stuff like that, you know, That's so I remember. Well, and I want really- to say right there, people want the magic button. That's the law of attraction that has your back. Cause I do think like magic happens when you're working your tail off. Right. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. I was working my ass off. Like yeah. I was like, I was hustling back then. Right. Cause yeah. you know, there was one time I remember, um, I was working with a brand back then. Um, uh, it, it was, it was uh muscle milk. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember muscle milk? Back oh yeah. Years? I remember muscle milk. <laughs> that wasn't 20 years ago. That was more like 14 <laughs> years, like a long, yeah. like 10, 12. I don't remember. And, um, I was working out at the gym and I remember well, where I was at this, like, it was like this, like a uh, uh, bunker and long story short, um, Ben Affleck was that working out with, I was working out with Ben Affleck and he, there was like paparazzi outside of the, uh, outside of this private gym. Yeah. And, you know, I had this, I had like, I was, I was like a spokesperson. I worked with like muscle milk and all these different brands 
And I made sure I gave him like a muscle milk before he walked out. So they would photograph him with the muscle milk and it would end up in all of these like big magazines. Yeah. That's how it was done back then. Right. Like, so that's why influence was like that. Now it's, it's different. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, it's funny how like things change, but still the same, right? Like it's still about giving it to tastemakers where then other people will see what you're doing or think that that product is cool or like worthy if a celebrity has it, you know, it's the same concept, Mm -hmm. different, uh, like different way of getting to there, you know, right. Different vehicle. Yeah. I know. I, it's funny. The world that like the world that we live in now with like mega influencers, and, you know, people can talk a lot of smack that are like, oh, my God, the world of influence. I'm like, it's actually very smart advertising and marketing. Like, to me, I'm like, the the dollars have just been reallocated to a mar- more specific demographic. I mean, if you look at it from a business side, I'm like, it's brilliant. You well, know, it's, it's the same because it's about it's about social. It's about psychology and human nature. Right. Yeah. We attach important like we think if it's good enough for this person, then it can mm-hmm. be good enough for us. But the pro- I think the problem is with social media now is nothing is really believable because you you know everybody's Absolutely. getting paid for everything. Absolutely. And that- I think that's an important thing to share here because I don't mm-hmm. think the, the world knows all that. I mean, I actually stopped doing all brand deals. And I mean, now if one came along that it's like my do or die and I love it and, you know, they approach me, I'd say, of course, I, do, I use this all the time. But people don't realize that I was getting big money brand deals. And they were asking me to post. And I'm like, I got the product yesterday. I I got your skincare yesterday. Yeah, And yeah, you yeah. want me, you're going to pay me this large sum of money to post about it tomorrow? Like, yeah. No, I ethically, I'm like, I, I could never do that. But that's what a lot of people are doing. That's Not everybody. People. That's yeah, most people. So that's very much, you're very ethical and have integrity. Majority of people, that's what happens. They're not using the product. They don't even know what it is. And they're like, oh, I'm getting paid an exorbitant amount of money. I'm going to do it. Some things are, okay, so I'm going to say two things. Back then, right, um, people didn't connect the dots the same. Like if they're drinking this or eating this or using that, they think it's just a natural thing, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's product placed, but people didn't know that back then. Yeah. Right? Now, because of the influx of everybody being an influencer, right? Like it's before it was like, you have to be a celebrity. Now Tom, Dick or Harry can be a celebrity and a a whatever um, influencer. Yeah. Uh, And it's because the, the, the money flow is so much into the, into the influencer world, but brands worth any, like in my opinion, any brand that's worth their salt they will not even do deals anymore unless there's authenticity behind it. So like I have this beauty brand who sent me some stuff and they're like, we're not even talking to you again until, you know, three weeks from now. We want to see how you like the product, what is going to be here. And to me, it's like that very rarely happens. And so, you know, but the problem is no one knows the difference. So the problem is how do you discern between one, one or the other you have to really be conscientious of who you're following on social media yes. and who you're getting your information from. Yeah, that becomes Absolutely. the bottom line. Absolutely. And I, I have like two, you know, one is at one of my closest friends who's like mega 
TikTok influencer. She's taking over the world, it seems. But like, <laughs> I know her, right? And I know where that line is for her. And then there's a couple others that I've gotten to know that I'm like, I know how they feel about this whole conversation. And so I trust that when they share, it's valid and it's truthful and it's organic. It's it's real, you know? And But outside of like those two or three people, I'm like, I'm not buying, I'm not clicking on anything unless, you know, I mean, there's some products that it's like, whatever, that looks, you know, user-friendly and I could use that in my right, kitchen right. or whatever. But when it comes to certain things, I'm like, there are only a couple people that I will go to. And yeah, I think you just got to find your people that you trust. But you're savvy enough to know the difference because you're in the, in the mix, right? What happens to a young girl, a 15, 16-year-old girl who doesn't have the wherewithal yet to understand all that and know how yeah. it works and understand digital marketing, internet marketing, even influencers who are buying all of their people, like all of it becomes like a bad racket, right? Yeah. Brands are now giving, you know, they're giving deals to girls who buy all their followers. They don't even know. And they're making right. zero ROI on their money. The whole, the whole system needs a rejig. Right. Yeah, but yeah. it's just try to be discerning. Like what I want to say to anybody listening to this, that like, don't just follow someone because you find them on social media. I would Google them. If yes. you find nothing about them on Google and you haven't seen them as an ex expert on anything beyond right. Instagram or TikTok, move on. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is making me realize I have to have a lot more conversations with my 13 year old daughter. I mean, we organically have those conversations, but I can't tell you how many times she comes to me. She's like, mom, this is number one on. And I'm like, you just got sold. Like, you know, I'm like, marketing. it's marketing. Like, don't give into that. But really teaching them about that trust factor and that the reality behind the curtain for the majority of people that are promoting products. So Absolutely. thank you for that. Um, no, I know we're. Yeah, we're tight on time. So I want to, yeah, well, I know you've got some place to be and we're juggling yeah. children and all the things behind the scenes. So where, so, well, can we go back quickly to like, okay, we were here, then we were here, then the TED Talk, then the book, because you've written multiple books. I don't know how long you've had the podcast, but it's wildly popular. Can you kind yeah, of give us the timeline? Much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had it for three and a half years. And the, yeah. and the podcast, everything was an evolution. So like I I wrote a bunch of health and fitness books. Um, mm -hmm. I started, so from the time of me being the trainer and all that, then I got my first book deal. And uh, I named the book No Gym Required because I mm -hmm. thought I could create a brand from that name. Yeah. And then I, I, did, I developed a, a fitness shoe called this NGR. It was a weighted shoe. Oh, cool. And yeah, I had that and I sold that company. And so the idea behind No Gym Required was to give people these simple solutions to be healthier and fit, right? Yeah. Um, without going to the gym, never saying the gym's a bad thing, but saying, right. don't, you don't, that's, that's, you can, you can be healthy without using the gym. Absolutely. And so it was a whole like, you know, anytime, anywhere, no excuses. That was the tagline. Love but, that. And the shoe is called NGR. Yeah, NGR That's, Fit. I freaking love that. That's awesome. It was in it. By the way, the shoe was before its time. It was amazing. You would have loved it. It was a, basically an interchangeable weighted midsole. You could put the wow. weighted midsole in the shoe and you can also take it out. And it basically burned up to 50% more calories because you were adding resistance. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Wow. We need to bring that bring sucker back. back. I know. I, we need I to bring know. it back. <laughs> I totally want to. I'm telling you, I love that shoe. Okay. Um, so there is that. And then, um, 
Okay, then I had then I had a couple other books, Strong as a New Skinny, and then I created a fitness app called Hot Five that got acquired by Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. And so things, so then I became much more of an entrepreneur. I was looked upon as much more of an entrepreneur right. in the wellness space because I had a good exit, a creative app in the tech space, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, and I've always had like a real passion for business. Like I I, I love negotiating deals, I love behind the scenes, I like, I like that. So anyway, so then from there, I, the podcast, before it was a podcast, I actually sold it as a TV show uh, to NBC. Yeah. And I had to tweak it a little bit, but it was, I sold it. It wasn't going anywhere. It was sitting like, that's how, that's, that's how it works, everybody. And it was going (laughs) nowhere fast. And I was like, this is not what I want to be doing, waiting for someone else to kind of create my destiny. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to create this into a podcast. And that's what I did. I changed the name. It was called Game Changers with the show. Now it's called Habits and Hustle. And then I just did it. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even understand podcasts. I never, I never even listened to a podcast. That's how this before. whole thing started. <laughs> it's, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you just do it. I mean, you do it messy and you do, you don't know what the hell you're doing, but you start. That's exactly what happened. I did it very messy. And I basically threw a lot of, you know, stuff at the wall again. And I got people to help me who I knew knew the business better than me. Like when I say business, I mean like how to like buy a microphone that works. You know, what I, mean? I like totally agree. Yes, <laughs> you know, totally. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean like anything very fancy. Yeah. And and then I just started and I just kind of just built on it. And you know, it's very time consuming to do anything well, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes a lot of time. People think, Oh, I could just start a podcast. You can, but if you want it to be good, you got to put again, a lot of effort into it. It's not just, let's just, you know, talk to the microphone, which you can, but to book good guests and to schedule things and to research things and to, and and create time and blah, 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 edit the things. So yeah, so that's how the podcast happened. And like, I mean, I'm leaving out a lot of big strokes (laughs) here, broad strokes. But the bottom line is that is if you are in like, don't overthink something. If you want to do something, do it. And don't talk yourself, just as easy to talk yourself out of something as it is into something. So just do it. Yeah. I mean, we just heard so many things in there. And like what I, what I can stand back and see from that is, and you said you left a lot out. I always say like, don't worry so much about like the end goal. Just figure out what you're doing right now, because it's probably not what it's, if you're an entrepreneur, it's not going to be what you're doing in five years. It's not going to be what you're doing in 10 years. You just got to do whatever you're going to do next and go right. Just start. 100%. That's my yeah. point. Like, you just have to go and see where, see where things take you. And every dot will connect to a different dot. And you may not understand it until later, 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 mm-hmm. but going through the process, by the way, that's the best part. Yeah. It's like it, the road reveals it. Right. I, I always say this, I'm like, I must've read this in a book because it, it's too good to be original, yeah. but this philosophy of driving down the road, on a dark road, right? Every night we do this. So we drive down the road at like 60 miles an hour, headlights on. We literally can see 10 feet, 10 or 15 feet. That's it. And we like fly down the road. We don't know if there's a car that's stalled out in front of us. We don't know if there's a tree that's overturned. We have no idea what's coming, but we go. 
And every time, you know, as we go, it like illuminates the next 10, illuminates the next 10, illuminates the next 10. And when you drive somewhere you've never driven before, you just figure it out. You see it as you're taking action, as you're going down the road. And that's such a great philosophy for life and business, especially. It's like, you just got to see 10 feet and go, you know, the, 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 the doors will open and the people will come in and the experiences, but you're not going to get, like, I look at my business now. And I had a cold pressed juice company for like three years. And I remember my mom one time saying like, well, that was for nothing. It was like, you worked your, you know, I worked morning, noon and night and invested hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, are you, I remember being like, wait, what? Like I would never be doing what I'm doing now, which you can't really connect cold press juicing and coaching. But I'm like, I would never have had the success that I have now had it not been for every single moment of that journey. Yeah. Like I had to do all of it, right? Well, I agree with, and by the way, I like that, that you're, at least you're coaching on some experience that you've had prior to, to, yeah. to attempting to create, to, to business building, right? Right. Small business. I mean, so you have a lot of knowledge on how to start a small business, mm-hmm. the trials and errors, the myths that people have. Like if you didn't have that experience, you'd be yeah. a lousy coach. Right. You know, right. like you don't, I mean- People also think that you have to build this like multi-gazillion dollar brand to have the chops to, to, to coach. I think a lot of times it's all, a lot of it's like what, in what you, the failures yes. that you've learned the most stuff of what experience, not experience, right? And the, the experience. experience, I mean, somebody was saying that the other day about, you know, the accolades we sometimes give to like doctors versus the girlfriend that's trying to tell you, Hey, this is what works for me. You know, sometimes that's much better advice. And I think that with coaching, it's like, and I've, I've been sober for decades and I I equated it to like a recovery coach. I'm like, I could never in the recovery world, you would never speak to a a coach or a therapist that hasn't gotten sober. Like why? Why are we listening to experts, experts that have a, some, you know, initials after their name and not to knock that because there's some validity to it, but like experience is the greatest teacher, right? Experience is absolutely like, that's why academics and experience is very, very different. Like, you know, I think that a lot of times you can, you can be a professor it's funny, like at Wharton or Harvard and all these places, yeah. they have a lot of like business professors who never started a business. Right. Exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. And and that's the world of experts on social media, though, right? We got to yeah. be careful that we're not learning from somebody that's a good marketer <laughs> that's right. telling them that telling everybody they're the expert. And it's like, we got what what are they really an expert on? Nothing. You know? That's yeah. what you're very, very careful on yeah. because it's not they it's like they haven't done it. And so they shouldn't right. be telling you how to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ah, oh, this has been so good. We could talk for hours. I know it. All right. I, know, so I, really, I enjoyed this. Thank you for having yeah, me. Absolutely. So everybody can find your book on, well, I got it on Amazon, Bigger, Better, Bolder. Bigger, Better, Bolder. On, thank you. On Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, wherever fine books are sold, I think they say. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I will put all the links to connect with you on your social channels, your website and everything in the show notes. So that'll all be there. I know you you said you might be coming to do a talk here. Is there anything else that you want to share that's coming up that you should know about? I I was actually going to be doing something and now I just rescheduled it. So can, I don't know yet. Can I tell you, if I tell you, you can just maybe share it with your audience once I get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll do because that. Because I, I was going to do something in actually the end of this month and I, I rescheduled it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. keep everybody posted. Anything you want to share, I'll share with my people for sure. Thank you so much. I guess right now they can share, uh, just come listen to my podcast, Habits and Hustle. Yes. Uh, read my book and, you know, follow me on Instagram. And I don't know, that's basically all right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you, Jen, for being on. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. And I really, I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you had me on and it was a great conversation. So keep in touch with me. Thanks. Absolutely, girl. All right, you guys, that's a wrap for today. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes. And we will see you next week. Next week.